Well, I want to thank you for joining with us as we look at maybe one of the most important of all webinars I could ever give. Um, as I looked over the material and everything, I thought, wow. See, an important question is how can we change behavior? And we go about it so wrong, and many counselors go about it so wrong. See, we tell them to stop doing something, and if they stop doing it, that their behavior has changed. No, it hasn't really changed. We have to deal with thoughts. You take in some countries when a man steals and he's caught, they cut his hand off. But it doesn't mean that when he goes in the marketplace again with the other hand, he sees things and immediately he wants to steal it. So it's the thinking. Jesus said this very clearly. I mean, pardon me, though is he? So if I'm really going to have to change behavior, I really need to change my thinking. That's very important. I know my dad used to say to me when I was growing up all the time, he'd say, don't you ever think? And I'm going, I think all the time. <laughs> but that's not what he was saying, you know. Uh, so Zig Ziglar said something. He was a motivator uh, speaker. And he said, do you know what your problem is? And people go, no, what? He said, stinking thinking. <laughs> <laughs> so how do we change thinking, thinking? Uh, well, we need to do it uh, with scripture. Um, the material that we're going to use, I'll show you it. It's this. Uh, it's You can copy it. It's in, I don't know, Paul says in the heading or something, you can download it. But please download it because this is one of the most important subjects we could give you. If you want to help somebody, just saying don't do it anymore is not going to be enough. They need to have their thinking changed. Uh, so in, in the title of this is Dealing with Negative Thoughts. Satan's most effective attack on Christian is that placing negative thoughts into our minds. If I believe these negative thoughts, they become strongholds. A stronghold, this is a wonderful definition by Ed Savoso. A stronghold is a mindset impregnated, impregnated with hopelessness that causes us to accept unchangeable some things we know is contrary to the will of God in our lives. Say, so, yeah, I know this is wrong, but I can't change it. But that's a lie. See, if Satan gets us to believe these negative thoughts, his lies, will begin to doubt God's word. Because God has told us certain things to do and not to do. But Satan says, well, you can't stop doing that. You know? So in Christ, we need to not focus on our hopelessness, but Christ's victory over Satan. How did Satan, how did God, uh, the Lord get victory over Satan? This is interesting. 
If you go back and look at Matthew 4 or Luke 4 and you read the notes, if you have a Bible with notes, read the notes. When Satan tempted Jesus, Jesus went to Deuteronomy for all three temptations and he took scripture from Deuteronomy and he quoted it. But what is significant, if you will go back and look at how it is written in your Bible, I don't care what, whether it's New King James, Old King James, or RSV, ESV, and MOP, or whatever all there are out there, you go back and read it in Deuteronomy, you will see that Jesus did not quote it word perfectly. And the question is why? Well, James, uh, the book of John says that Jesus is the word of God and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Okay, if the word of God, couldn't he have quoted scripture word perfectly? Yes, he could have. But what does scripture say? It doesn't say that word perfectly sets us free. It says the truth sets us free. Jesus quoted the truth of scripture to Satan and he won. So most of us, I mean, unless you're brilliant, um, you know, most of us don't know seven, eight hundred thousand Bible verses by, by, by in our head. You know, I can hardly find my way home from work. So you know, it, it just, you know, I'm so glad it's truth that frees you and you can share truth. I know God's word says this. I maybe can't quote it exactly as it's in the King James or whatever, but let's go there. See, when Jesus stood against Satan with his lies and he stood against it with God's truth, guess what happened? Satan was forced to leave. See, Satan is a liar. He wants me to believe lies. But if I will stand in the truth and resist him with truth, he is going to be forced to leave. I, I didn't want to go into creepy stuff, but let me do one thing. It's not really creepy. But actually in this room, you can't see it, but right there is a couch. And uh, we were upstairs in this building before we had to move. Well, a guy was sitting on the end of the couch. He happened to be in ministry. But he happened to have a lot of demonic strongholds in his life. And he was really getting agitated. So I moved my chair over so that I was almost knee to knee with him. And faster than you could say anything, his hand went out from him, grabbed me by the throat, and he said, I'm going to choke you. And I just quoted scripture. God gave me a scripture. I said, the wicked one touches me not. And that voice speaking out of him, he couldn't close his hand on my throat. Don't tell me there's not power in the word of God. I've seen it. I've been in situations. We, we're not going into all the spooky stuff on warfare, but you're into warfare. Eventually, 
You're getting spooky stuff. And I've been all over the world and all kinds of creepy things. But I never was afraid. And I'm not the most bold guy in the world as far as not being afraid. But I have the truth of God. And I can use truth against the enemy and I will win every time. Now, I may have to stand. Again, Satan says, do you really believe that? Yeah, I do. Okay, now let's look at the eight R's in being able to take negative thoughts captive. And negative, we mean thoughts that are against the truth of Scripture. You know, and people, our, our culture is falling apart because people are not obedient to truth. If you have a marriage problem, well, it's easy. Get a divorce and try again three or four times, maybe five times. Maybe six times will be the, the magic number for you. Is that biblical? You know, and there are, are counselors encouraging people. Oh, you got a, you're pregnant and you got a job? Well, you know, get rid of the baby, you know. Um, and where we are, it's our, our, the philosophy in the United States is basically contrary to the word of God. Okay, now let's look at the eight R's in recognizing and dealing with thoughts that aren't right. The first one, I need to recognize, and you get, you're going to get this, so you don't bother to write it down. You can download it because I'm going to go fast here. Recognizing the source of thoughts. Yeah, you'll never get victory. What does God say? You'll always have victory in Christ. Another one Satan does, you're worthless. You and, and God says you're a chosen vessel for me. You're stupid. That was a big one I had. And you have the mind of Christ, but I couldn't find it. <laughs> it's up there someplace, you know. But a stupid was a, a big one for me. You are condemned. The scripture says there's no condemnation to them in Christ Jesus. God doesn't love you. Nothing, Jesus said, can separate you from my love. So you have the negative stuff on one side and God's answer on the other. And I need to stand with God. Satan wants to pull me away from God. But God's word, and I need to stand on that and push Satan away. Okay, so the first is recognizing the source of my thoughts. And my thoughts are enemy thoughts. Okay, the second one is to refuse the suggestions. See, because Satan is the source, we know the suggestion is based on deception. Now, when you go through this with somebody, you take this paper and you sit, they have one, you have one, make copies. You have one. There are scripture verses. Let them read scripture verses. I have used this with people. And it's amazing. By the time they get through the eighth one at the, at the bottom of the page and the scripture verses, they get to the bottom of that. Things begin to change marvelously. See, if a counselor doesn't try to help you change your thinking, you will never change. Okay, the verse there, I refuse a suggestion, John 8, 44. 
when Satan lies, it, it is consistent with his character because the scripture says he's a liar from the beginning. He's the father of lies. So the father of lies is giving me suggestions and I need to stand against them and they will be lies or partial lies, partial truth. You know, uh, sometimes you ask kids uh, a question and they'll give you partial truth. <laughs> You know, to try it, but whatever. We're saying, hey, remember the suggestion that's in your mind and you're struggling with. This is coming from the Father of Lies. Number three, rely on the Spirit. God will give us the needed truth to deal with each deception. And this is wonderful. John 16, 13. And the spirit, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. If you are continually reading scripture, then even though you didn't memorize it, you're reading regularly. God can bring up scriptures in your mind that you read, even though you weren't trying to memorize them. You just, the truth comes. You need to be men and women of the word of God. If you want to have a victorious life, if you don't want to have victory, then don't go into scriptures. Just read a little devotional that, you know, tells you the sun is shining, stand in it and you get a warm feeling. And that, oh, that was so nice. Uh, it may be nice, but it's not enough. Not in a battle. In the army, they taught me how to shoot a machine gun. And I had never even shot a BB gun. <laughs> and here I'm going to have to load and shoot a machine gun. Well, you're going to learn to battle. You better know how to fight the enemy. Well, you you better have the machine gun scriptures because the enemy's after you. And if you want to walk and live for the Lord, you became a target of Satan. Trust me. Those that don't know the Lord, he's already got them. But if you are a believer... Satan's after you. He cannot take you out of the hand of Christ, but he can cause you to have all kinds of negative thoughts, negative choices, wrong uh, attitudes, and so on. Some Christians have stinking attitudes. They really do. I remember Dr. McGee, uh, when I was in his church, he said a lady came up to him to give a piece of her mind, and she couldn't afford to part with it. You know, said so she looked like she'd been weaned on a dill pickle. You know, it's not the right kind of Christians, okay? You, I hope you're not one of those. You know, God will give you if you rely on the Spirit. Because John 16, 3, so when the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. And the more I know truth, the more I recognize lies. The more I recognize the temptations of Jesus because I know the truth. And the truth will what? It will free you. Okay. Then the, uh, the fourth one is repeat the scripture. At joint heirs with Christ, declare God's truth in full assurance of faith. See, repeat the scripture. 1 Corinthians 15, 57. 
But thanks be to God, he gives us the victory over sin and death through our Lord Jesus Christ. He is our victory. Satan is not our victory, but we have victory over Satan in Christ. Remember that. Okay, the, the fifth one is to renounce Satan's hold on your life. See, canceling consent given to Satan by believing his lies breaks his hold on us. What, what is saying there? We'll look at the scripture. It's saying when Satan tempts me and I give into that temptation, see, at first it's just an action an act. I did a wrong act, but it's amazing how that wrong act can become a habit and then an addiction. So it's no longer if I'm going to do this wrong thing, it's when. When can I do this wrong thing? And so Proverbs 28, 13, uh, I love this verse. It's one of my favorite verses in scripture. Um, people who conceal their sin will not prosper. But if they confess and turn from them, they will receive mercy. See, an immature child tries to hide their sin. Can you hide your stuff from God? No, he knows. He knows when you confess, he has, you're not, oh, he didn't know that. God goes, wow, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, he knew it. He's just waiting for me to acknowledge. And then allowing God to forgive me. Because lies lead to strongholds. And these strongholds in my life, sin patterns and so on, are open door for the enemy to use me in a negative way. Um, now, verse six, the sixth step in, in dealing with negative thoughts is to resist the devil. See, when we submit to God, we can resist the devil knowing he must flee. So either we're submitting to God and resisting the devil or we're resisting God and submitting to the enemy. See, and James 4, 7 is another one of my favorite, favorite verses. So humble yourselves before God, first step. Humble myself before God. From the place of humbling, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. And then afterwards, come close to God, and God will come close to you. Isn't that a beautiful thing? You know, I humble myself before God. God, I need you. I'm a mess. I need you. I need your help. I've made a mess, you know, and I'm going to resist Satan with what? As we already looked at it, scripture. And then I'm afterwards, you know, you know, my hands are dirty. Fine. Go to the Lord and let him wash them. You know, you say, well, you're supposed to have clean hands. Well, my hands got dirty as I was coming. You know? so God, you know, God loves you. I mean, a kid comes in he's, and you haven't seen him for a long time and he's got clean hands. You know, I'm a, a great grandfather, and some kids came and said, Are you our great grandfather? And I said, Yes. And I said, Well, did you wash your hands before you came before you touch me? 
No, I didn't ask them or brush their teeth. No, you know, come on. God, God just embraces us as we come to him. Okay. The seventh thing I need to do after resisting the enemy with scripture is I need to renew my mind because that's been the problem in the beginning. I had wrong thinking. And Romans 12, 2 is a one to run into, but to Romans 12, 2 is, is a scripture given in the notes here uh, to use with someone and let God transform you into the new person by changing the way you think. Romans 12, 2. Now that's the New Living Translation, but King James and others will say it a little different way. But scripture, as I began to make it a part of my life, you know, um, that you can literally eat tremendous amount of food and starve to death. I was in the medical field, and that's true. We knew a guy that was starving to death. You know why? He didn't have the enzymes to break the food down. And it was in and out, but it did him absolutely no good. I, I've seen people try to split churches by quoting verses, and I wonder if they're even believers. I mean, anybody can quote stuff. Um, you know, when when you listen to the politicians, sometimes they're quoting all kinds of things. You go, mm, I wonder. You know, <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, but uh, I've been around too long. Okay, the last one is after renewing my mind with God's truth, is to rest in Christ's finished work. 2 Timothy 1.17, for God has not given us a spirit of what? Fear, but love, let's see, uh, power, uh, power, love, and a sound mind, and the sound mind is a disciplined mind. See, immediately, I need to take my thoughts captive. When I have a wrong thought, that thought must go. I must get rid of that thought. Um, the, there are wonderful organizations that have scripture memory courses and what have you. Uh, what you really need is where you can take some special verses. If, if you have just little cards that, that you're struggling with an area, go to the, your pastor or Go to the Word of God or go on the back of the Bible and look and see if there's an index that will help you. That what verses of Scripture deal with this negative thinking? And then begin to memorize that so it becomes a part of your thinking and carry it with you. Um, you may want to put it in, you know, if you have a pocket, I don't have a pocket here, but if you have a pocket, stick it in your pocket. Uh, and that's what I did in the Army. And I would reach in my pocket and pull out that verse and go over that verse again and stick it in. I had a very difficult time in memorizing scripture. I mean, I mentioned this uh, in, in the video before, but I don't visualize. And I didn't know people saw things in their mind. And so for me to memorize a verse, it was agonizingly amount a lot of time. But I knew it was vital that I have verses to use, especially in areas where I am vulnerable. Know where you're vulnerable. Know where your weaknesses are. 
know where Satan can get in and then give God's Holy Spirit the arsenal and you'd be amazed at how God's Spirit will bring up just the right verse. Um, it, it is it's so amazing. I, I think of being in different countries and dealt with different kinds of defeat of the enemy in the lives of people. Some real heavy duty stuff. And God would bring to my mind scriptures that I had memorized in the past and hadn't used for a long time. They, I didn't need them. Are they in my arsenal as far as is the battle went? And immediately God would bring those scriptures to mind to share with people. And, and it, I don't know, I'm thinking of this crazy thought I had. I've got to share it with you. It's a crazy story. But what can happen when you have victory? I, I can name the group. I was dealing with Apache Indians on a reservation, and they were descendants of Geronimo, uh, the Hickory Apaches. And I was dealing with them, and a young man came to me, and I was real busy because I would be speaking at night, counseling at night, and then counseling during the day uh, to spend time with individuals with the struggles they had and, and all. And that wasn't the first reservation I'd been on. So I had a pretty good idea of a lot of the struggles that they have in that culture because cultures produce struggles. You know, the Caribbean islands, the struggles there are not the same as on an Indian reservation. They're still battling the same person, but it's a little different. Well, anyway, this guy came to me and uh, he he was um, having a hard time telling me um, what he had done. And uh, he was a wonderful uh, rodeo person, and he had won a lot of awards. And so it was interesting. He went uh, to the rodeos, and he was winning and winning and winning, and then because you can be coming, I don't know, third, fourth, fifth place, I don't remember, but you could, it's not just the first winner. You get money for certain roping, calf roping and all that. Okay. Anyway, he said, I've done a terrible thing. And I'm going, what have you done? He said, well, I was losing. Uh, at the rodeos, I wasn't winning anymore. And I was always coming back with some money and I wasn't. So I had the medicine man come and smoke with their sm eagle feathers and this charcoal and all the stuff they put in there. Uh, it was doing a, a, an occultic thing, smoking his horse and his ropes and everything. So he would win, getting the blessing from the spirit world. And he said, I've listened to you speak, and that was wrong, wasn't it? I said, yeah, it is wrong. I said, whether it helped you to win or not, it was wrong. We're not, as a Christian, to go to the spirit world. And so he said, what do I do? He says, you come out, and you pray for my horse, and you pray for me, and lay your hands on my saddle and on my ropes and all that, and command the spirits to leave. 
I said, I can't. I'm sorry, but I'm already all booked up till I leave. I haven't got any time to be with you. Because, oh, no, what do I do? I said, you're a Christian, are you? Yeah. <laughs> I said, well, lay your hand on the horse and pray and break that, that, that smoking and the spirit and all your stuff. Well, that night at church, he came and he was the happiest, happiest guy. I said, oh, he said, you won't believe what happened. I said, tell me, I'll believe. He said, when I laid my hand on the horse and I prayed the enemy leave him, something went through my fingers. I could feel it leaving him. And I did it on my ropes and everything. I said, what'd you do? He said, I did a war dance for Jesus. <laughs> Praise God. Hey. You guys do a war dance for Jesus, won't you? You know, he's the winner. The truth sets free. See, he, he came against what he did was wrong. He didn't cover his sins like we already looked at, but he confessed and he forsake them and God freed him. God wants to free you and your friends. Please download. I didn't write that. I wish I did write this dealing with negative thoughts. I don't know. I've got it years ago. I've started collecting materials for, I don't know, 40, 50 years anyway. And so sometimes I just did it for myself and I didn't write down who wrote it, but I didn't write that. But it's yours. Please make a copy and then share that with your friends that are hurting so they can bring their thoughts under the obedience of the Spirit of God in the Word of God. Father, thank you. And I thank you for those who, are, who took valuable time to listen to this. But Lord, I know that maybe this was the most important of all material I could share. Because it is the basic. As a man thinketh in his heart, so he does. And so, Lord, I pray those that are listening will take it to heart and begin to search your word for scriptures that they can stand on so the enemy doesn't keep defeating them. In Jesus' name, amen. Did I turn? Did I, do that? Mm -hmm. I did, didn't I?